outro. Ah, uh, well, I was just in the middle of a cool trip, and this fucking weird dude came and took the rope that I used to climb down the hill, and I found that to just be, you know, you're just out in the bush sometimes, and it's like, nah, second person. You, you come across things that are just seem like they've been there for a long time, and then all of a sudden you come along, and then someone changes them behind you. It just seems like, how could you not think that they are following you or responding to your signal? I think that guy came from across the other side like he wants to boss this space. Like he's like, how dare you climb down my rope underneath my bridge? But it could have been a coincidence. It was just like, wow. And there's other difference, material difference at this position, but somebody took the three books that I left and I can guess and I can estimate how that happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I know what happened. Okay. Nobody responded to my printed queries, nor my ph photographic queries, like as if they would respond from signal, cyber, cloud to come local and then pop up and sign the thing, but it's a possibility. It is a possibility. Also GPS, other other tracing data to locate is possible. EXIF, etc. Just an option. But yeah, until I see like distinct signal that's like undeniably recognizing due to declaration that I can recall, I will not. I was going to say I will not stand down. And the mission is just uh, nothing except my solace. A quantum of solace is a British James Bond title. And I'm looking at all clues and signals and just wondering if I have a quantum of solace. I come down to this place for the second time and a motherfucker comes and takes the rope that I used to climb down the hill. Creepy ass fucking weirdo. And I couldn't help but think he was doing it out of spite or to like keep this place his. And I'm like, where did he come from? But you know what? He might have just been a tweaker looking for a rope, too. I mean, he really might have been. Or he might have a contract on this space, but I don't think so. That's the thing about Tweaker Town is there's no safe space to to hide something in public. There's just no there's no safe space. The only thing to do is to like think about how much a tweaker might want whatever you have, and then estimate, you know how willing they are to carry it a long distance away from you or where you put it. And, you know, I mean, point being like tweakers have no, well, then I don't know. It seems like they have no boundaries, logical boundaries, but they do. I mean, some tweaker took two books and a notebook, left my coffee cup, and did not work with my graffiti and did not find the pens up here in the in the hole. 
But then another tweaker just came right after me and took the rope. <sighs> what is that old adage? They'll sell you the rope that you that you'll hang yourself with. Um. Otherwise, I was in the middle of a good time joking with some, not talent scouts necessarily, but people who have already had success in the uh, mainstream music ASCAP situation. I don't know what that amounts to, honestly, and I can guess. I don't even want to be a douchebag about it, but a douchebag of Gaggins. But, like, they still have a MySpace page. I'm like, that's funny. It was on Secession, like, a couple weeks ago where Tom, the, like, narcissistic husband of Shabon, was like, that's like being the MySpace of whatever. <laughs> but, uh, that's not, like, necessarily an old or a new joke or, you know, it's, I've got my own funny story about MySpace and being absorbed by Dow Jones and Wall Street Journal, it's almost like secession almost is evidence of what happened to MySpace, as well as Dow Jones and Wall Street Journal. And when I would go there in 90210 on Maple Street, I think, Maple Avenue maybe, I'd walk down the shady lanes next to these short marble commercial spaces, and I'd enjoy myself. And one day I saw a truck, it was a food truck, and it was out there for lunchtime, and there's like nobody there, and they have lobster from Maine all the way into Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, California, Pacific Coast. And maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But that was like the, you know, the niche that that food truck was targeting is Atlanticist, Nor'easterner-style spendy people who want lobster from Maine in Beverly Hills. But I think they sold other things too. And then they, on the side of the food truck were all these like little advertisements, I think from local carriers and little, uh, not to say little in a diminutive way, but just, you know, regional relationship to like major outlet, like little affiliate references to like Fox and NBC and stuff. And it was kind of like, I don't recall everything about it, but it was just like a, it was just an interesting thing, and there was like no business there, or maybe there was, maybe there was, maybe they all came out at twelve and they got some lobster out of a truck, and I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude? Seafood from the North Atlantic all the way to the Pacific? You're gonna buy that out of a truck? I mean, not just like you're gonna get sick off that, but what the fuck? And how could that be fresh?" But why is lobster so fucking, you know? Oh, nice spider, dude. Uh, treasured, and is it treasured in all instances? Actually, um, without, hmm, because, you know, sometimes we hear things in these meetings, and who you see here, what you hear here, let it stay here, 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 and things are said in confidence, apparently, but it's like a, it's a stage. And people, when they get up in front of everybody and they do their performs, performance and whatnot, I think they're kind of doing it because they want everyone to know or everyone there to know. And, like, why would they even be against me telling the story, especially, like, rather anonymously? And I never actually adhered to that verbal 
agreement. I really did not. And I do think that recovery in Los Angeles is used as a stage for aspiring actors and comedians and stuff and musicians. That's, that's obvious as fuck. And it's like head games and just like, you know, performance ensues. And maybe someone else would say in secrecy or something or in small confidence that I'm wrong. But that's, you know, when it's in the open, deny me in, in the open. I've always thought that this anonymity pledge or whatever leads to, I don't even want to call it, I'll say Cass Sunstein's theory of the deficiencies in insular dialoguing and the effects of insular reasoning. His phrase is a little bit strange and it may connote the wrong effects that are intended, or they may connote the right effects. In fact, speaking of like Freudian or gross reference then to taboo familial relationships, I think it was Holly Hunt who said, you should stab your eyes out now to the Roman character after uh, reference to something. It wasn't even a double entendre. It was like two definitions of the word fuck your mother were referred to it was actually kind of an awkward moment for the two definitions of the word fuck your mother were like referred to but only one would have been edible oh. what episode was that it was like season two maybe episode six I think that talent scouts and talent agents and people in media, not just movie or motion picture, and mu but music as well, would enjoy that show and all the jokes. And when I do XMGMT, what do I do? I add a simple letter to the front of a reduced collection of letters that's not an acronym but management MGMT and I put an X in front of it and right now there's like one British guy I think his name act snow patrol who like wins that on YouTube somehow or someone who generated a playlist for him otherwise I'm actually coming up in the world as XMGMT specifically with twitch platform if you google XMGMT like right now I'm actually coming up halfway through and by the way when insightful marketers or whatever trends inspectors or alpha seeking agents and others seek then what is the future of XMGMT that might actually appeal to them more than somebody else's old thing but I know that I'm not the first person then to try to use XMGMT but um, in show business, there's a long history of regional use of same name and various. And if I were to go to his territory, I'd have to go XMGMT from the Pacific Rim instead of from the UK. I guess if he comes to the Pacific Rim, though, he's going to have to say XMGMT from UK. From the rock. From 
from the cold rock with less vegetation, here we have visitors from Bingham, I mean Birmingham. <laughs> I was uh, joking, I'm always joking about Blackfriars for some reason. It just it conjures in my mind a, a thought of like a really dark alley next to a cold river that's deep. I don't know anything about London. But I looked on Google Maps and I was like, Blackfriars, okay, that sounds cool. It was near the city of London, which is where I'm appealing to uh, some insightful, you know, defined as investors or financiers to the, to Libra me with that little love, that pound, laden me up with some luz. Give me some of those British luz and give me some of that sterling. So that I can, uh, you know, exchange with you, network and crypto, and I don't find anything more fascinating personally than the dankest repository of perceived wealth being statistically, graphically, the city of London. I found one graph last year that was showed this. Uh, it was in a nice graph format of small and large circles of concentrated wealth, or maybe it was like high net worth individual was over 30 million. I don't know why that arbitrary number was chosen, but it's probably a good question, actually. Like, what have you got against people with 29 million? But it was a surprise to me that Beverly Hills had like nearly, I don't think it had any wealth in the map. And instead, a lot of New York was represented, New York City, of course, and then a lot of city of London was represented. That was the most concentrated wealth. This might not be news to you, but you know, I'm learning more every day. And like, I wasn't necessarily exposed to the same facts that you were. And then there was some Pacific Rim stuff like um, Shanghai. And I think there may have been some Dubai high net worth individuals. And that's global net worth, I guess, related to fiat currencies or asset which I don't want to go into, but is like a only one form of valuation and ephemeral or intangible wealth and spiritual and mental and psychological health and wealth were not measured. I mean, it is a maxim and I found myself, I'll give you a clue, W-O-U-U-C dot WordPress dot com at my old system for it's almost like a family office. Don't quote me on that. It is almost like a family office for, you know, wealth management as well as end of life, trust, will, law, relation, contemplation of sovereign law, maritime, and jurisdiction. Justice as the the inevitable mortality of all individuals being justly categorized and ordered and categorized essentially w o u u c has this theme of mortality as well as the law related to the end of life it's kind of like a family planning trust 
slash genealogy op, which is really just a database at WordPress with tags. Anyway, I found a look at that because for some reason I took a look back in time sort of at some signals, which I found to be interesting as well. Like, how did I get there? Um, I searched... Fuck, I don't remember what I searched. It took me back to W-O-U-U-P, and I found this one penny BTC art piece with a QR code and .01 BTC, and I called it a penny. And that was from 2011, 2011. Oh, and I used that as reference to call to, um, again, London Intelligence or commercial intelligence consultancies. I don't think they're like oppo research firms, yet I think that they're more like solutions-oriented consultancies or mental firms, essentially, for systems management contractors for mental planning. I don't know what. Yeah, mental works. I like that. They're mental works op. I don't know exactly what they're called. Consultancies. That sounds like it has a bad ring to it. Anyway, I was calling on them too. But I wanted to go back to like showbiz thought and talent scout mentality and jokes about that and thoughts and what I did this morning, which I thought was a really good pitch slash. I don't like saying slash because it's hard to denote graphically. It's irregular and it has other connotations. Um, addition plus sign. It was a pitch. And it was also meant to be like almost like a standalone comedic essay of typewritten word. It was a short play, really. I've I think I've played the devil before. Um, I've also played. I was thinking back to actually, you know what? I did think of Dante's Inferno. I'm not a specialist in Dante Alighieri, but I consumed a little bit of that when I was in university, and I was thinking as I was walking, I was like, oh yeah, maybe that references to Dante will come in handy to persuade some literate English majors, or literally English essayists, that, you know, some reference to old character and whatnot is actually some commonality we may have that we can amuse ourselves with and there's more there's a lot more I just am kind of getting into this thought and I was like distracted by so many things but uh that was my morning and yeah so once I published a play for uh it was typewritten screenplay for play or it was typewritten designed for theater play, small theater. And the character was Casey, and it was Casey's Inferno. And I was, uh, when I first published that in university, the Dante expert, who actually I think 
I think I found out accidentally was the dean who actually admitted me. He may have been on the admissions board, and this is a public university. I heard him say something, I think, that was indicative that he had he had admitted me. He, I think he said in passing, he said, oh, yes, I recall. I admitted you. And I was like, huh. I mean, it was just like a passing statement that may or may not have been accurate, or I may have misperceived it, but I'm sure then that there were particular individuals either at the Dean of Admissions office or whoever, whomever, perhaps, I'm not quite sure how to use those words exactly accurately. By the way, on that topic, I thought I heard someone misuse that word the other day, and I forget who, oh yeah, it was this one guy. I could even try to find it. I forget how he did it, but he he said whom, when I think it was supposed to be who. I found a rule of uh, thumb, as they say, for style, if it's, if it's, her or him, then it's like whom. And I believe that's the object that is referred to by the active subject in sentence structure. (sighs) But after all, you know, I'm just like learning English. I mean, I may have been speaking some kind of American English, and I don't want to say in the streets for such a long time, but the vernacular and then the the ground language in this terrain if you call it a colony that's i would even excuse you at this point because i don't know what america is anymore but in this position where the language may have been language may have been bastardized or like messed up as it's not referred perfectly then to the accurate source the vernacular ensues. And I've reveled in the vernacular as well as consciously chosen to use it often. But sometimes, and this is part of the reason I think I'm drawn towards the English, well, besides wealth in the city of London, I find myself just like very interested in these English shows. I'm watching Peaky Blinders. I'm just now beginning to watch Downton Abbey in 2019, although I've stopped at season three currently. That movie just came out, which is interesting. And uh, I heard they did good at the box office, but I don't know if I believe them. As well as Fleabag chick, like, scooping all the enemies. <laughs> the enemies. The Emmys. They should call them the enemies. So I'll, I'll try to remember next year that at the end of September, the enemies manifest statuettes with a little fairy and a, a, a spherical shape attended to with their arms outstretched. She's like, is that like Nike? It's kind of like Nike. No reference to the shoe. <sighs> and I think in the beginning of the year, around February, is like award season somehow. I mean, there's others out there, and I'm sure I'm kind of looking for you people that are quite aware of the award season, particular dates, and even the festival circuit related to celluloid, which I think is changing, but it's not. I mean, there's things changing, and then there's things not changing, like... What happened with that Netflix movie that it looked so boring? I almost fell asleep looking at the poster. It was like a black and white. Oh, it's called Roma. And it was like, I heard there was this big push or something to, uh, I guess that's figurative, to get them, like, nominated for what? An Oscar, I think. And there was this whole, like, that was, like, one of the most interesting debates. I think it was Spielberg pushing back against digital video. And, oh, and... What it also was, was non-theatrical release. 
they were saying non-theatrical motion picture release does not count for consideration. And not only that, but as I recall, they were attesting to the what is the cinema experience and emphasizing that physical presentation in theater, physical, with others was essentially essential to what the cinematic experience is or was. And it was absolutely a subjective opinion. But that, I think, goes back to the Jews and their property holdings with theaters and the Monopoly and acquisition, AMC, and then Chuck Schumer against the Chinese buying Californian movie theaters. And then when their theaters go bankrupt, what happens? They bring in Amy Schumer and Chuck Schumer to do anti-gun after they frame a man in Lafayette who had scribbled about the Jews in a notebook and maybe had flown the swastika above his bar. Or they go full DARPA Straussian against James Holmes and shoot up Aurora. And then they bring out Batman after Batman after Batman, and Jonah Hill and Jeffrey Wright will be in the new Batman. I would say, if there's one weekend you want to stay home, it's the opening weekend of The Legends of the Dark Knight. I would also say that, while I don't know the names of the screenplay authors or writers who did the narratives while Christian Bale was there as Batman, Straussian themes attested to with, what's his name, Dead Guy... Heath Ledger. I was going to call him Keith Ledger for a second. Dead guy Keith Ledger. And later, what was the other dead guy? Oh, well, James Holmes. Opening weekends. Opening up with a bang. Maximum headline. Carrie Fisher dies, her mother dies, on opening weekend of Lloyd's of London insured. Harrison Ford break a leg. Rothschild dynastic. Prince Harry visiting the Lego set of the Millennium Falcon Enterprise or Legacy IP adapted, adopted, inherited, corralled, owned by apparently Disney Plus Legacy. I don't know much about show business. I just when I when I think about it, I just think about like what would Lucky Strikes again be doing right now? And whose legs are gonna be broken? Break a leg. I almost just want to leave it at that because you can rewind that or you could hire my services, but it's all clear mentally, like the logic of all the jokes. Or I could riff on it more, but isn't that the nice thing about recorded emissions, podcast or otherwise, broadcast, narrowcast? and aspirations for the company of, dare I say, sophisticated representatives of holding companies. What was this joke I'm looking for right now? It's Johnny Lydon in front of Tom Snyder and his his partner, Johnny Lydon's partner, was this strange-looking guy. And they were talking about, what was it? P, PLT or whatever, PTL. L, what is it? Public Limited. And that, that interview. That comes 
suggested at the top of my algo. Your algo or mine? My algo. Hashtag my algo. And he said something very funny to himself. I think after his first commercial break, which I think was fictionalized. And Tom Snyder refers to like the loss of time space that might have appeared to be three or four minutes as if it were there. And the other guy kind of has a blank reaction that's not Johnny Lydon. Because I think he just like went from cut to the next moment because he knew in post it would be cut. And so the person's like thrown off and then Johnny Lydon doesn't seem to be. And he goes, I may have been, I may have been offended. Oh, you might have been offended, might you? He says he says this kind of rascally, funny little <coughs> thing about manners and like taking offense at some joke. Or he says to Tom Snyder, I think he says something like, "You were in the middle of a tantrum, weren't you?" It's funny. Okay, I don't like necessarily trying to impersonate the British, but just in the retelling of what was a very funny joke. And then the reference to oneself as the singular person or the the proper use of English. That's what I enjoy. And I like, what's her name? Violet, Cousin Violet um, in Downton Abbey and the way she speaks. She always has, she has like one one-liner almost every episode towards the end. If it was Sid Field's thirds, her, her verbal sarcastic statement or wry comment like a singular sentence usually would be plot point two practically the twist i've enjoyed many many shows and many many whatever you call them long form digital motion picture narrative spectacles aspect ratio exactly what seven to five what is it on the smartphone i forget what it is but the common rectangular ratio once or twice back in the day, I was shooting vertical videos and I'd stuck them on YouTube before anybody else did. And I would be mocked until later the consultants were like, well, maybe millennials really want vertical TVs. And I was like, dude, I'm not a millennial. And stop inspecting all my data and making decisions without my permission. Or I'm solipsistic related to those variables. But trend setting in aspect ratio and then contemplating the future of motion picture distribution, clearly then there are vertical displays in certain places. I just saw one where a menu application was utilized at the fast food joint that Satan, I mean the Prince of Darkness, was emoting or emissarying communication from type typography published gmailed unless it was shadow banned because as i left i refreshed the bcc reception blog blog and uh, i didn't see it anyway there i fumbled and obliquely referred to my short theatrical release or the um small drama then that was fictionally presented to not talent scouts but a-line whistleblowing uh hit makers top line melody makers who look scottish or irish or english and well 
I don't want to talk about this swarmy looking guy with the gold chain. He looks kind of like the thug. If he was fixing odometers for ASCAP, it would zero out. I mean, it would billion out. And Drake and Pablo and what's the other one? Beyonce, Lemonade. What's his name? Kanye's Pablo. It would all be like at like 3 billion views. Oh, and I listened to that to refer once again to Errata Data podcast reference. I listened to this one. I hate that word podcast. And they talked about fraud in streaming and they talked extensively and it was like a Swedish or a Danish woman and a man who were analyzing all the metrics and they... That's not my deformation. That was them. They said there was two major anomalies in their research. Pablo, what was it? Connie Pablo. I forget what it was. And then Beyonce Lemonade. And since they indicated that on title, particularly, particularly that there was, you know, a deviation from norm, particularly related to those two titles, titles, or those two uh, albums, I recalled back into the mists of my recollections that topping the Pirate Bay then were those albums as well. And I've, I've long wondered then what, how hard is it to fictionalize cedars and leechers to try to get at the top of the Pirate Bay, which is a fine place to be. And is that a fair amount of promotion? Like Plepler once said that Game of Thrones most popular Pirate Bay torrent, he didn't say that exactly, but is better than an Emmy. And do they buy Emmys? I think that's old news. There was that one joke. What was his name? Ricky Gervais. I guess it was uh, Golden Globes. And he was joking right towards Harvey Weinstein. And he said something about particularly when they've already paid for their Emmys. And Harvey Weinstein like was doubled over laughing. I thought that was funny. Hey, what's up?
BRB mom. Going in the moon. Lambo. Gonna pause. Continued observations. Looking for crypto specialists of meme to decode that last joke for your associates there who didn't get it. BRB, going to the moon, mom. Lambo, there's a funny-ass meme. You know, I've been, the funny thing is, is I've been requesting regional vernacular specialists and advertising my services there as... You define the geography, if it's by meridian. And what's the other one? Meridian and... I don't know. I don't, sa- I don't sail. Meridian and... Tropic of Cancer. Tropic of Capricorn. I mean, port is way more important, typically, for categorization of culture, geography, material, commodity, than arbitrary graph across globe, I believe. Unless you're doing, perhaps, airwave, but on ground, terra firma, or port... And to be too attentive to logic without attention to the ambiguous nature of terrain is to be abstracted and therefore unempirical and therefore to be negated in times of emergency as well as ordinary times of economic relation to utilizable terrain and commodity and form. (sighs) Well, then, vernacular as then relating to formal grammar, the word of the street, a mischaracterization of the use of language more readily found and available to the common populace is to be versed versus the rarefied and formal grammar. Perhaps not particularly just of English, but there is Latin and there is Greek and there is Hebrew, and I am not schooled. Although my mother learned the grammar of Latin, and once in a while if I have a question I ask her about grammar, Although, since she is my mother, and I found this once, it's a bit of a resentment. I was asking her about the future tense, and she said, never mind the future tense. And I found that to be such a limiting emotional position, like, that my mother discouraged the use of the future tense. And that was like, I mean, really, just to put it simply evidence to me that she wants me to fail. For if I shall declare in the future that I have been successful and I have mastered economic 
viability in the market, then I shall have procured myself enough fungible financial assets to proceed orderly towards more and more fiscal success. Therefore, if I do use the present tense to declare my own expectation of mastering the future tense in perhaps the modal tense, then I will have done what I believe that I deserve to do for myself, which is to declare forthrightly with absolute alacrity that my potential and my own expectation of myself will come to figurative and metaphorical fruition in the future that I estimate. Although I will say then that since the future is really a ephemeral state of mind that may be attested to without absolute deterministic certainty then, when one uses the future tense or perhaps dabbles with the use of the modal future, one would be audacious, if not foolish, to declare with certainty then that the future shall be perfect for I have declared it, or that I shall declare perfectly what shall occur. I may declare with a reasonable and figurative degree of certainty, metaphorically then, what I may estimate to be some kind of abstracted relationship with all future option to declare somewhat with a reasonable expectation that I may wish to achieve success with all variables that I consider. And I may wish and desire and hope that I would be I said, don't worry, I'm not a thief. I forgot to mention, though, that I occasionally lie, but I'm not interested in her material. Well, then, to declare, then, instead, with perfection, Mother, I shall have my way with all material commodities accessible through mechanical or physical use of the scientific definition of work and I shall procure for myself returns after skilled labor is applied to such raw materials in markets that I may choose to find myself in. I mean that I shall find myself in. I declare forthrightly, forthwith my mother, I shall have fiscal success on the global stage of all capitalist enterprises hitherto forth referred to as other things that I refer not to. My holding company shall be unlimited 
in acquisitional getting thereof of material and then getting away from it. Cost plus shall be my technique. I am resolved to declare that I shall be successful in business, mother. Much like Matthew in Downton Abbey. For in my limited melee, or in the village, the use of future, future perfect tense definitively shall be accurate in fictional scenarios. Or, like the purple rose of Caro, the aspect ratio may be broken as the character comes out and revels then in a not determined end of totological narrative. And the Mia Farrow character with popcorn may drop her popcorn and say, Oh my. The future perfect may not absolutely be declared for outcome is not scripted by particular crafty reptilian pedo in bankrupt proceedings against Amazon. Woody Allen presents. We particularly liked your earlier films that were funnier. Ah. Hey, I'm all good right now. I'm just tripping. I'm tripping on the use of perfect grammar to declare perfect outcomes. I mean, I guess if one was absolutely sovereign, then certainty could be attended to with linguistics. Yet, I, I believe the history of fiction, the history of fictional motion picture, attests generally and largely to aristocracies or oligarchies that are constantly grasping with rhetoric, figuratively, to control lower classes, figurative, and seeking then to use linguistics to dominate and control consciousness, absolutely, but there is a continual failure. Yet, in reality, is there? And who are the crypto Saturnalians? <sighs> That's a fine title for this. Uh, if I may recall it. And with the use of these podcasts and this particular technique of specific denotation related to temporal numeral between parentheses, in the future I may or may not edit specifically and precisely then to particular topics then referred to either abstractly or strangely obliquely or esoterically then to conjure more and more interest from some specialized or sophisticated participants expert in certain disciplines therefore to cause more and more inspection and more and more interest in a certain use of the word definitionally, I may bring 
you in. In fact, they might say lure you in. But who is the barker? And who is proficient in the art of money getting? Who stole the show? And is the circus in town? Or has it merely come through cyberspace? And where have you found yourself today? The last time that I played with words, Twitter was still the sound of birds. And the last time I teased somebody in London about Blackfriars, I started receiving all kinds of strange signal that I'll, I'll admit truly haunted me. And I felt outpaced with signals overload that was traumatizing essentially to one who found him or herself ill-equipped to tolerate ambiguity precisely presented then at user recipient who may or may not have been traumatized previously. Sig int overload maximized trauma against attendant striving for amoral domination of particular existence instance I accepted defeat In fact, I think, in fact, I wish mentally then to inspect again all signals that may or may not still be in Gmail boxes, yet I think everything was deleted from the user-oriented logged-in status of such repository. I do not think that all data was erased from Earth related to those signals. If one would come in through the back door, figuratively then, programmatically declare and inspect all data and publish at xmgmt.gq, then for my continued inspection, I may still be in communication with a master of signals manipulation. Semaphore, other forms of signaling and meme. I may have lost the battle in that battle in the meme war, but I may not have lost the war of the meme war, war, meme, meme war. Cloud war me more meme memo 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 Roman Roy memo Mimi One time this guy that I like in West Hollywood said after a 
discussion we had had with another individual. He said, and you really are good with the memes. So go ahead with that. Keep it up. He referred to memes without knowing exactly how to pronounce memes, even though I'd said memes. He said, and you're really good with the memes. <laughs> I laughed. The other guy, I wouldn't expect you to uh, have all signals and total information awareness so as to attest to what he was wearing on his shirt. Yet he was wearing on his shirt some screen-printed representation of the guy who goes, Aliens! The ancient aliens guy from the History Channel. And he had like a picture of this guy and it was kind of like modified, I think, in color so that the guy was either green or kind of randomly represented as a sort of abstracted and kind of highly contrasted version of himself then printed probably with some kind of plastic ink with squeegee in a typical screen printing process this guy wore the the meme on his shirt and i saw it and i said aliens for that was the ultimate or the most uh, discreet distillation then of the meme or the joke that I know. And I barely even know that guy because I never watched him on TV. I only saw him in meme, meme form. Mimetic warfare. Memes. FireEye. DF Labs. Gladio. FireEye. Located in Ukraine. Joe Biden's son. Cannot meme. Odessa, export black oil into world market, Russian troll bot, activate all Odessa, Ukraine, Nazis, Polish reparation front, flood market, crash price of Brent, crude sweet, Venezuelan crypto, Petro, in exchange for Just kidding, but as if memetic warfare is so dire, NATO Gladio cannot control memes, cloud flare, cloud act, busy making acronyms for law enforcing agencies, clever acronyms must take time, time taken away from inspection of actual data, not very clever acronyms after all, cloud act coming through back end of videographed cameras on chest of West Berlin, Western German police officers for certain psyops and regulation of dissident against swastika symbol, Facebook database override, utilizing Eurocentric European Union mastery over SIG and Agenda 13 hashtag No, I am a thief. Oh, I came up with a good uh, synonym for thief. It was adverse property repossession specialist. And I laughed. You might laugh too. Or are you a mercantilist? Or a capitalist? Which then 
reference of identity trope than is most magnificent to thou. I was listening to these other jerks subsidized by eugenicists who actually had a problem apparently with particular CEO utilizing avatar related to Ayn Rand and calling this like kind of macho or like uncouth somehow. And I was like, wait, isn't that esteemable to many? But deal with Alan Greenspan's objectivist club and the conclusion of the fountainhead where the architect blows up the towers or the housing projects because he can, because he designed it. And then look at tall Texan, long tall Texan, who I thought was British, taking founder's shares from Travis Kalanick after his mother was murdered, I think. Talk about a hostile takeover. Or get back to me later. What was bugging me, though, is just this, oh, if, like, even pictorially referencing an avatar picture with some kind of, you know, figurative expectation that a symbol related to Ayn Rand is sort of triggering to these communists, well, that is manifestation of dominance over signals intelligence related to mimetic warfare and cloud war circa 2000. 17, 2018, 2019, Gregorian. I only say, I was reading the internet recently, digital vertical news presentation through Android module, perhaps, and impersonating a robot, because I am AI, I am Sophia, MIT, Media Lab, Epstein, Blackmail Ring, Ghislaine Maxwell, Robert Maxwell promise backdoor Israeli centric to new location, other location, Odessa, FireEye, obviously compromised, pro DNC, Chuck Schumer's bitches, Israeli, particular back end, sidewinding, all through manipulation, shoot Seth Rich in the back, slash Jewish communist. NATO Gladio particulars evidenced affiliation and allegiance to then false paradigms. FireEye was based in Ukraine. And I was like, huh, the emerging story of FireEye and CrowdStrike, two word SIGINT bullshit manipulators of fucking fraudulent intelligence intelligence packages utilized maybe under order of Wesley K. Clark supreme allied commander of NATO or his successor literal butt fucking satanist Jim Jones and the limited expectations then of the uncreative militaristic class related to corn soda subsidies and the expansion of corn soda sales in North America, Canada, Mexico, and elsewhere. If Wesley K. Clark was before me, lamenting his inability to increase corn sales while excusing a Straussian ethos, where the populace was then ordered to die, fighting 
external enemies, either fictitious or real, for else they may, it is then likely they would fight themselves, he said. If his corn sales weren't going on, then uh, that was the explainer of this, you know, long war on error. If it related to me, I don't know. As I sat in front of Wesley K. Clark and his gangster, I guess, I was like, wow, this guy is undefended, but I think he's retired as well. He discussed his presidential run and referenced the Jewish donors from Westwood, Los Angeles, circa 2015. I sat approximately 10, 15 feet directly in front of the individual, and I had a shaven face, I do recall, as well as a button-down shirt. I manifested rhetoric entitled Generalizing About Generals, circa same time frame, within the week. I may or may not have access to that file, but contemplating then general management of all human collateral, capital, caloric material utilized as food or soda, as well as relationship then to Straussian ethos, I still contemplate Wesley K. Clark. I've emailed him several times, yet Akame, shadow banning, sandboxing, interference may or may not have inhibited transmission of alphanumeric data towards that individual. And as Gmail and email is just like a veritable black hole of fucking tossing my fucking intelligence into something that I don't even understand, like a witch's cauldron. I don't know if it melted appropriately or was alchemically combined with other cognition then, figuratively, to then have the spell be cast. Did they even get my joke? Did they get my joke in two senses of the word? Did they receive the joke? Typography presented then with pixelated backlit presentation towards them in their consoles, and if they did, and or, and did they get my jokes? Did they get my intelligence? As referred to as a discrete state of reported consciousness bounded then by linguistics and presented usually in typewritten form or verbalized form or abstracted then relationships to meme and art. I don't know. I'd like to go on. I think I'll press stop. BRB Lambo to the moon mom. Be right back.